right, guys. Welcome back to Phaser Friday. We've got episode 11 coming up. A jam-packed interview with an amazing guest. I just cannot wait to dive into it. Uh, but first, as you know, we need to thank our episode 11 sponsors. So our episode 11 sponsor is none other than Charlie's Chow. If you don't know Charlie's Chow, they're based out of Fargo, North Dakota, and they are gourmet puppy chow. Uh, take the treat that you've known and loved forever of puppy chow and add flavors to it and you get gourmet puppy chow. Um, just right now, they've got seven different flavors. I've got them all here, uh, but as they continue to develop and innovate, they have new flavors coming out the door like crazy. So right now I've got banana split, and red velvet. This stuff is awesome. I uh, can't thank you guys enough for sponsoring this episode. Um, you know, if you want to bulk up in the winter, maybe throw on a few pounds, look into Charlie's Chow, or maybe just want to indulge in some gourmet puppy chow. So uh, check them out. Charlie's Chow is incredible. And I just want to thank you guys again for sponsoring this episode. Uh, with that, we've got a very very exciting guest. Um, I've been telling people that this is going to be the NFL edition of Phaser Friday because introducing our Phaser Friday episode 11 guest, NFL tight end, Minnesota Viking, Ben Ellison. Mr. Ellison, how are we doing, man? Uh, thanks again for being on the show. Uh, what are you up to, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Thanks for having me, Luke. Um, it's been a long time since we we've, we've hung out, so um, glad we get to do this. And now I've just been I've just been hanging out in in, in Minnesota. So how how's uh, how's everything going up there? You got snow yet? We got hit pretty hard um, this past weekend. I think there was about ten inches here. Luckily, I went back home to to Holly, um, so yeah. I missed it. But I got the linger lingering effects still. So oh, there um, you go. Yeah, I bet you missed that being in Arizona. You know, Arizona is great, but you know, there's not a whole lot of snowmobiling out here or ice fishing. So uh, definitely miss that. Um, but I will say like the 70, 80 degree weather in winter is, is nothing to complain about too. So, right, right. but um, so Ben, you know, gave you the intro and everything. Uh, tell, let me hear a little bit more about your story growing up. And also um, let's hear more about, you know, obviously, you know, on the Viking squad right now, and then played for NDSU and just kind of growing up. Uh, what's your story? Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, um, is always just kind of around sports, um, grow up playing AU basketball. Um, I think we started traveling, traveling basketball back in like third grade, um, FM athletics football back in fourth grade. So, um, we've always, my, my the class that I kind of grew up with has always been a really, um, competitive class. Um, just a good group of, of, of guys that I've stayed in touch with even even to this day. So um, we've always just been um, very competitive and, and that kind of leads into um, just how, you know, sports has kind of come up in my life. But um, yeah, always, always involved with basketball and football, at least. Um, never really got into track or, or anything like baseball a little bit, but um, just those two main ones. And then obviously, like I said, like AAU basketball was kind of my um, – the thing that I did in the spring. Um, but yeah, parents drove me around across the country and yeah. stuff. So, um, it was a lot of fun growing up just with that, with that atmosphere. Good deal. And, you know, for those who don't know, so Ben, you grew up in Holly, Minnesota, um, the center of the universe. And I grew up in Detroit lakes, Minnesota. It's about 
Um, I tell Olivia it's a 22 minute drive. She says it's 30 minutes, but um, you know, it's uh, we, cause we weren't in the same conference, um, right? Cause you guys were in, was it 3A? We were 2A and I believe you guys were one above us, one or two oh, above us. We were 4A, yeah. 4A, okay. But, so we ended up actually playing you um, or DL a, a couple times in basketball, never in football, but right. um, it was usually basketball, so. Cool. Um, so, you know, like you said, you know, basketball, football, when you were in high school or middle school, did you have a sport that you like wanted to go pro in? Like, was it basketball or? It, I think when I was little, um, I would say like elementary, um, I think it was football, but then as I kind of got older and like I said, with the AAU stuff, I started to play basketball more and kind of a weird way about it is that I actually in ninth grade, um, I, I remember waking up and I just, I went into my parents' room um, before, this is before like the football season started. And I was just like, I don't think I want to play football. Cause uh, at the time, I think they had wanted to, they wanted to transition me to a tight end position and I wanted to play quarterback. And so I was just like kind of frustrated with that um, and not being able to do, you know, kind of what I wanted at quarterback. So um, I sat on it a little bit, just thought about it and then decided to play um, just because I think, I had some conversations with the coaches and, and whatnot. Um, so ended up playing football that freshman year and doing fine, like playing a little bit and stuff. But then sophomore year is kind of the, the year that it picked up for me, um, just playing playing time and just getting opportunity at both um, tight end and quarterback. Um, I don't I, – at the time, I couldn't really throw the ball. I wasn't as much of a thrower as Jordan Harms was. Right. Um, but I, I ran the ball decent, and so um, – kind of growing, growing into my body and stuff like that. Like I knew, um, you know, I was six, three, six, four, um, six, four on a good day, but I knew that I wasn't going to like go anywhere necessarily big for, for, for basketball, just cause my, my height and size and stuff. So I kind of knew that, you know, football might be the route that I wanted to go and got a little bit more, um, interest from, from colleges and stuff for football. So I just kind of decided to, to go that route. Um, obviously play basketball throughout high school, but right. um, that was kind of the deciding factor was my height and, and, and weight and stuff. So, right. And so that's kind of a, a good question that you just kind of brought up is uh, when, when did you notice that colleges were interested? I mean, was it that sophomore year or was it kind of more into the junior year and which, what type of colleges were interested? Yeah, for me, it was uh, probably more into the junior year going into my senior year. Yeah. Um, basketball a little bit earlier um just because of the aau aspect of, of things you know you go to these big tournaments and stuff and there's college scouts and college coaches um watching games and whatnot and so there's a little bit more um you know you're out there a little bit earlier than you are in football necessarily so um obviously i went, I went to some football camps in, in high school uh, i went to an iowa hawkeye football camp an iowa state football camp um the minnesota gophers won yeah. Uh, and then obviously NDSU as well. So um, kind of with those that, that that interest from those schools for football kind of didn't really it kind of was a trickling effect. I would say, yeah, um, more of the, the D2 schools kind of were interested. And then all of a sudden, um, SDSU was actually my, my first offer. Um, and then, you know, NDSU and things like that can kind of came along yeah. afterwards. But nice. um yeah, it's kind of it's kind of how it worked. Once one, I guess one started to show interest, there there's a few more that came along. So totally, yeah, and obviously you know we'll get to the NFL portion, but I don't want to skip over your time at NDSU. So 
you know, college is a, a different time for all of us. Um, you know, so what, what was your college experience like at NDSU? You know, it, it wasn't far from your hometown. Obviously you played uh, football there. Talk a little bit about what your college experience was like. Yeah. Um, it'd probably be easy to, to say that, you know, it was great in, in every aspect, just because from the outside, you see, like when I was there, we, I, I won, ended up winning four national championships or being a part of four national championship teams, which is awesome. Yeah. It, is, it was the best experience, best moments of college um, was in, was in Frisco, but there's a lot of, you know, that freshman year can be pretty tough um, for anybody, but then, um, you know, adding, all the pressures of football and being close to home and having that pressure of, you know, doing well and things like that um, can definitely add, add some, add some stress and things like that. So I, I just remember like looking back at, I remember um, there's a lot of some phone calls and stuff with my parents, you know, just about where I was at, what I was doing, you know, how I was doing um, injuries that come along um, yeah. with the sport of football, just, you know, it can, it can take its toll or it did take its toll at times. And obviously there was times that were, that were great. Um, you know, the, the playoff games, the games against uh, SDSU and UND. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, Frisco. So um, there was, there was the highs and the lows. And obviously I, I've made, made a lot of my, my closest friends in college and a lot of coaches that I still keep in contact to contact with right now um, as, as I'm still playing, but um yeah, there's definitely definitely highs and lows, and and I, you know, I would do it over again. I would definitely go to NDSU, yeah. doing it over again. So that's good to hear, man. And you know, it's it's interesting to hear your perspective on your college career because even though like my college career was much different than yours, and like you know, I didn't uh, play football in college. It's it's a lot of it was making friends and like this huge step uh, into adulthood, I guess, of like, you're not living at your parents' house anymore. You're out of high school. You know, there's people from all over the world that you can meet at this university. And, you know, I know I learned a lot. I grew a ton in college, not like physically, but you know, in my mental. Well, maybe, day. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's, um, college was incredible. And, you know, I, I'm very thankful for my time at Mankato as well. And, you know, I got to teach Adam Thielen everything he knows, and um, that's how he made it to the squad. So um, well, I'll let him know that, too. I'll, yeah, I'll for sure. And, um, you know, I taught him when he was young in, at Detroit Lakes High School as well. So, <laughs> um, so obviously a great segue into, you know, not jumping to the Vikings just yet, but, you know, going from college, um, I want to talk a little bit about, like, what the process was um, leading up to draft day, maybe, and what did that look like? I mean, did you think you're going to get drafted? Did you have no idea? Like, what is that process like? Yeah, that whole that whole day of draft day is, is kind of a whirlwind, and um, it kind of happens within a matter of five to ten minutes. For, for From my experience, that's what it was. Um, but I guess before that, um, you know, like leading into my senior year at, at NDSU, um, I had actually had a couple foot surgeries, like major foot surgeries. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of going into, into that fall, I was kind of, you know, coming back from those. And I just had a lot of, you know, you, you never know, like different doubts and, and things that going on through your mind um, about where, if you're going to be drafted, you have to have a big season in order to like get this opportunity and stuff. So I had a lot of those questions and those concerns kind of going into my senior year, just wanting to um, do that in order to, you know, set myself up 
um, for an opportunity at the NFL. And so um, luckily, I, like I obviously, like it obviously worked out, but uh, kind of leading into that, um, my, my coaches did a really good job of help giving me opportunities while at NDSU and then, and then after that as well. So I ended up playing in the East-West Shrine game, the Shrine Bowl um, down in Tampa, Florida. So Derek Tuska and I were both a part of that. Um, and I think that actually helped me quite a bit because before that, I don't think I was like on the radar per se. Um, you know, I had a good, good career and stuff at NDSU, but I don't, I don't think I did necessarily anything um, crazy to stand out. And then at that, at that, uh, it's not a camp, but it's like that, that, that all-star game or whatever yeah. you have three or four practices leading up to the game. And there's scouts and coaches from every GMs from every, every team in the NFL that are there. And they're like watching, they're analyzing, taking notes, talking to you after each practice, um, things like that. You're doing interviews and stuff afterwards. So I had pretty good, pretty good showing at that. Um, you know, didn't, didn't do, do anything crazy, but I just, you know, worked my butt off and, and just tried to do what I could. Um, and so I think that kind of, you know, propelled me into the next phase, which was, you know, draft day and um, the whole undrafted um, sequence that kind of followed the, the draft. And so obviously I was, I didn't think I was going to hear my name on the first night, um, yeah. second night, and then the third day came along. Um, and, you know, like I said, it took about a matter of five to 10 minutes um, at the end of the draft where um, I was on the phone with one coach and I actually had my computer open with um, my messenger um, connected yeah. to it. And so I was texting my agent on my, on my computer while I'm on the phone with one coach and he's telling me don't, don't necessarily like commit to anybody just yet. We have another offer like with, with um, which ended up being Jacksonville. And so, yeah. um, you know, this coach is, you know, keeping you on the phone just long enough, just, you know, cause it's kind of a waiting game, you know, it's, it's, right. if, it, if you don't take the offer, then they're going to go to the next guy. And so, um, got off the phone with him, talked to my agent, uh, we called Jacksonville and, you know, ended up signing there. And it was just kind of like that. It was just, you know, the, the snap of a finger, five, five, 10 minutes of, of just talking on the phone. And, um, all of a sudden it's, it's done. And so, um, <laughs> I remember my sister and my mom was, was trying to record the, the, yeah. you know, the conversations that I was having and stuff, but I was just like so nervous that it was just like kind of, you know, it, it just didn't right. amount to anything. And so all of a sudden I just got off the phone. I'm like, I guess I'm going to be in Jacksonville. So oh man, Did it-, it didn't really hit me. It didn't really hit me until um, probably when I was on the plane and, and ended up going down there um, that I was going to, you know, going to get this opportunity, but it was, you know, looking back on it, it's, it's, it was awesome. So, and that, that's such a big deal, but yeah, like you said, how it unfolded through draft day and then how you actually went undrafted, but then like shortly after, you know, you're on the phone and it's just, it's not exactly what you pictured. Then all of a sudden you're like, I, I'm going to Jacksonville and you know, it's just, but it's really cool to hear that, you know, on the plane ride over, you probably had that moment of like, let's go, you know? Right. Right. And, and like when I got down there, I had to do, you know, there was, this is all in the, in the midst of uh, the COVID, the, the first round of COVID that we oh, were going right. And so, you know, I had to sit in the hotel for five days, quarantine. I had to go test every day. Um, we weren't really even allowed to do any like on the field activities or anything. Like, so I remember I was, uh, I was doing like push-ups and sit-ups and lunges and stuff in my, in my hotel room. Or I, w- I went down to like the, the workout room trying to do like a bike, you know, like just trying to do something just because I was yeah. sitting in that room for, for five days. But, um, 
yeah, obviously we had done like, you know, like OTA and meetings and stuff was all virtual. So we were, um, it wasn't all right, right then and there, you know, coming at us, but, um, definitely got worked into it a little bit, but it was, yeah, it was a, it was a good first year. Man, that's crazy to think like, you know, in a professional football player, you know, doing lunges and sit-ups like in his hotel room, you know, it's like not the, not what you'd expect but during, you know, that 2020 year, um, anything was up for grabs. I mean, what a crazy year. So, um, you know, I kind of want to jump into, you know, next, so obviously went to Jacksonville, uh, played there. I want you to tell a little bit more about the story. You know, you and I were talking about it, but, um, JJ Watt, you know, you were in a game blocking JJ Watt. Like, was that just like a surreal moment? Um, or how explain how, uh, how that played out? Yeah, I would say even before him, um, I, we, we went against uh, Jadavian Clowney when he was with the oh Titans. Um, and obviously you can't, you can't, you know, be starstruck when you're out there lined up against totally. them because you got a job to do and Man. you don't want to get embarrassed and stuff. So, um, you know, kind of leading up, like there's, there's a little bit of that, but then afterwards it's kind of just like that, um, the thought process of like, wow, like that's real, like that just happened or um, – you know, they're not, <laughs> they're, um, that, that's, I mean, it's just kind of surreal, I, I guess is kind of what I'm saying. At, at the time, it's, you know, you're in the, in the trenches, you're not really worried about it and stuff, but after the game, you know, I try to make my way over to him and, you know, shake his hand and, right. and everything. So it's, it's a pretty cool moment just to, you know, to see something like that. But, um, yeah, that, that first game, I remember the, <laughs> I remember the, the offensive coordinator, even, even my position coach where, um, there was a couple of times during like walkthroughs, like, leading up to the game where my eyes were just like really wide yeah. and they're just making fun of me about, you know, don't, don't make the moment too big for yourself. And like, you know, right. things like that. And, um, just cause I, 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 at the time I was supposed to be on practice squad. Like I had gotten caught and then signed to the practice squad the next day. Um, but one of the other, one of the other tight ends ended up getting hurt. He had something going on with his knee. So I got actually activated for the first two games. Um, and so like, it, it just happened like that. It, like, once again, it was just all of a sudden something changed and now, you know, now we're here, we're, we're active week one and two, and we're going against some of the best, you know, D linemen in, in the NFL. So it was, it was a, another surreal moment for me, but. Yeah. But like you said too, it's a surreal moment, but then it's like for 30 seconds and then you're like, wait, I, I have, I have a job to do no matter what, like these are people as well. And I'm paid to, to do this job and you know, it's, it probably wears off really quick, you know, until like maybe after the game, like you said, of that was a pretty cool moment. But, um, and I want to talk a little bit about as well, you know, so going from college and you were, you know, obviously before the NIL stuff, um, going into the NFL, you know, obviously a big shift, big change, very, very small percentage of football players make it to the NFL. Um, what was that process like of, as far as like, you know, budgeting and like getting a paycheck or like a signing bonus? Like, how do you, because I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you don't get paid in the off season. Is that right? Correct. You only get paid per game. So every time there's a game play, that's when you get the, technically that's when you get the check. Obviously you go to work and stuff throughout the week, right. but it's the game that it comes down to in order to get, to get paid. I see. Yep. And then, you know, a signing bonus that would literally just come as like one check, isn't it? Like, so when Kirk signs his, 
you know, fully guaranteed deal, doesn't he just get most of it up front? I personally, I honestly don't know how like something like his, his works. Mine was a lot less um, signing bonus than his. And so, I mean, this is all you can all, you can go online and see like what people sign for and everything like that. But um, it was a lot less and it was like, you know, it went to direct deposit um, and, you know, obviously you get taxed and, and things like that. And so, like that's probably like the biggest misconception is like you see this this big number, but um, at the end of the day, you like as a as a player, like you don't take home that number that you see. Um, obviously, you know half of that, and then maybe even less than that, just because of taxes. You have to pay your agent. You have to pay other fees. Um, if you get fined, you have to pay that fine. It all you know if you if you do a jersey swap um, with a couple teammates or with with somebody else you know. Um, that's another, you know, a little bit that's coming out of that, that paycheck. So, um, you know, tickets to home games, tickets to away games, like there's a lot of things that like it can add up, but, um, yeah, I, I would say like, obviously, yeah, college and, um, we got some, um, cost of attendance stuff, yep. um, but it was obviously a lot less than what it is now just because of the, the new rules and stuff. So, um, you know, always just living build, living below the means in college, you know, and then obviously having parents and that are very supportive um, was, was a, was a benefit to me, but um, yeah, definitely when you get to the, to the next level, um, you're still, you're still young and you all, all of a sudden have a lot more money. And, you know, right. in, in my case, I've had pretty good, you know, people with um, good advice, people with good advice. You know, my parents have been really helpful um, with those things, I, I have a trusted advisor that I, I talk to, and then I have some friends in in finances too that I even ask questions to now. Yeah. Um, just to you know, just the the more you know, and the more you can and learn from other people, and um, kind of diversify like what you know is probably the best thing that you can do. Just so you don't all of a sudden go with one person with one direction and yeah. um, get stuck in the, in something like that. So um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because, and you know, you and I have talked about this as well, but you know, really putting people in your corner, and this can be relatable to any business owner listening or anybody that's trying to get to the NFL or anyone that's working a job. It's like, really, it's putting people in your corner that can help teach you to make the right decisions instead of just having one person do it for you. Um, I know that's how a lot of NFL players get into trouble as they have one person telling them where to put their money, they put it all there. And then, you know, maybe there's some issues. So it's, you know, it's okay to get second and third opinions. It's okay to learn where to put your money and where to, um, you know, what to do with your career and everything. And it's really just important to have trusted people in your corner because, you know, ultimately you have a job to do and you can't pretend to do everything else as well. Like you can't be an expert in everything. And I know I'm a big proponent on that. It's just like really building up a team of people to, to help you out through that. Right. Right. You know, yeah, there's a, there's a high percentage. I don't know the number, but there's a high percentage of, of former NFL players that are retired that end up going broke just because they don't have a people that they can trust. And then B they're they're not smart with their money while they do have it. Um, those are, you know, the two main, two main problems. And so, um, yeah, definitely you don't know what you don't know. And so the only way to, to figure that out is sometimes you have to research yourself or you have to research through somebody else that does know what they're talking about. And so, um, that's definitely something that I've learned is, is, you know, to, if you don't, if you don't know something, ask, 
or, yeah. or look it up yourself just to, to get a better understanding of, you know, whatever it is that you, you want to learn. So totally. I love it. Um, I'm going to change gears here a little bit. We've got a couple of rapid fire questions. Um, what? I'm just going to go through them. Give me the first answer that comes off the top of your head. Uh, we're going to see what we get here. So um, on the Vikings, uh, who would you say is your closest friend on the team right now? Probably, probably Conklin. Let's say Tyler Conklin. We have some, we have some good conversations, you know, just about um, football, but then also about just other things too. So yeah. um, Conklin's a good dude. Good deal. Uh, next one we got, what state, what away stadium do you want to play in? Good one. Um, I would say Lambeau. Yeah. I would say Lambeau is just a, uh, just because of the history and being a Viking, you know, playing against the Packers um, last year as a Jaguar played against the, the Packers when there was no fans um, and it was cold and almost miserable at times, but it was still a really cool experience. So I, I just definitely say Lambo. Okay. So Lambo, but snow, rain or 72 degrees. Snow. Okay, cool. Sweet. Um, how did your obsession with LaCroix and Arby's begin? I don't know. You want me to go grab mine? Uh, no, you're good. We're on a time crunch here. But shout out to our uh, sponsor here, Lacroix. Um, and then lastly, um, uh, high school, college football players. What advice would you give them um, if they're, you know, legitimately looking to try and get to the next level? I would say the the, the biggest thing is. Um, you got to ask yourself, what, what do you want to get out of it? Like, what are you doing it for? Why are you doing it? So that the biggest question is the why. Um, and then what are you willing to sacrifice to? Because it does take a lot of hard work and um, a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of time yeah. um, to do certain things and to be um, successful and, and whatnot. So yeah, definitely, definitely figuring out your why. And then are you willing to, to do what it takes to, in order to do it? So. Awesome. I love that, man. And uh, oh, last one, this just came in. Um, when the Vikings go to the Super Bowl, which Eggerbraten will you take to the game? You know, was that, was that question from Liv? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got to go with Luke, my guy, Luke. Oh, okay. Sorry, Liv. Okay. Good <laughs> so, we'll get her some nosebleeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't worry. Good deal. Well, again, you know, this is Phaser Friday, episode 11. We've got Ben Ellison on, uh, Minnesota Vikings tight end. You know, before we wrap up here, I, I got to ask like one or two more questions, you know, with your playing, you know, with the Vikings. I mean, was the, was the Vikings like ultimately like you're a Vikings fan, aren't you? Is that the dream team to go to? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of the, the, the dream team to go sure. to um, just because obviously grew up a, a Viking fan and we weren't, diehard fans or anything like that in my family but um obviously grew up watching them knew a lot of the players and and whatnot and so to to put on the the purple and 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 everything is 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 a good experience it's very very cool experience totally and you know like you said too because yeah once you're in the nfl it's it, it is a part business you know and obviously you see that from the top down and you know you're willing to play for any team but obviously like if you do you know, I guess like using Tom Brady as an example, like he loves Tampa Bay and he wants to stay, stay there. Um, 
but you know, there's a lot of transactions that go on in the league and, you know, ultimately it's the opportunity to play in the league that is so special and so cool. So it's been, you know, a pleasure to watch you obviously do what you do in Jacksonville, but then to see you come home uh, to the Vikings, like, obviously I'm a huge Vikings fan. We all are here. And, uh, you know, it's been really cool to see what you're doing on the field, but also off the field. I know we've got some some fun things coming up in 2022 that, you know, you're definitely looking into and, and helping out with. And, um, you know, it's been cool to, to see you grow that way as well, not just professionally, but also like um, personally too. So uh, with that, you know, I just want to, Ben, thank you again so much for, you know, being on Phaser Friday. I mean, what a cool episode. Um, appreciate it so much and can't wait to, can't wait to meet up again uh, up north. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate you. No problem. Cheers, man. <laughs> we'll see ya.